Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello, this is Tom Clark. Uh, calling in to share another poem with you from afar. I just came across this poem yesterday and I thought, oh, what a great poem to to send in. So I'll read it and then I'll talk a little bit about it and then I'll read it again. Uh, this poem is uh, by Scott Cairns. It's Possible Answers to Prayer. Your petitions, though they continue to bear just the one signature, have been duly recorded. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope and inadvertent entertainment value, nonetheless serve to bring your person vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. Your intermittent concern for the sick, The suffering the needy poor is sometimes recognizable to me, if not to them. Your angers, your zeal, your lip-smackingly righteous indignation towards the many whose habits and sympathies offend you, these must burn away before you'll apprehend how near I am, with what fervor I adore, precisely these the several who rouse your passions. Possible Answers to Prayer by Scott Cairns. I, I, as I said earlier, I just sort of came across this poem yesterday, but I, I love this poem, and, it, it, and I think one of the reasons why is because it's from uh, Philokalia, which came out when I was in college, and I read then while taking a class on, on poetry, And so I think, like, there's just a sense of, like, the poem is in me deep, deeper down than a lot of other, you know, newer things that you might come across. Um, But it also has this way of, as much poetry does, I think, connecting to so many different things. Um, Even the line, the yellow fog, uh, a burgeoning yellow fog of, frankly, more conspicuous resentment, to me, immediately calls back to T.S. Eliot in the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock, where he says, the yellow fog that rubs its back upon the window panes, the yellow smoke that rubs its muzzle on the window panes. So there's these lines in here that are calling out to other branches of poetry, sort of building this beautiful web of meaning and interconnected meaning, which I just find fascinating. I think that's one of my favorite things about poetry is how interconnected it is and how in so many small words it can draw up so much deep meaning by connecting to other meanings that you've built up. Um, Even the word sufficient, I think, might be a nod to another T.S. Eliot poem, um, The Journey of the Magi. Um, So... Anyway, it's just, it's so good. And the final thing I'll say about this poem that I love is how at the end when 
you might expect the poem to turn towards you, like, you know, almost saying like, yeah, despite all these things about you that are, you know, problematic, God still loves you or something like that. But it, it turns in a different direction. It turns towards the people that, you know, the the prayer is praying towards. Um, how near I am and what what fervor I adore, precisely these, the several who rouse your passions. I think it's it's fascinating that it turns towards them um, in just a beautiful way, uh, almost reminiscent of maybe like C.S. Lewis's The Weight of Glory, where he, you know, talks about how if you could really see how amazing a creature one of your fellow men was, you might be, you know, worthy you might be tempted to worship them or something like that. I think that that the way this poem directs your attention back towards others is it's just quite beautiful in certain ways. So um, it's an older poem, but it came out of the woodwork again, and and uh, it's just great great to read. So let me read it one more time, and then um, I will let you go. Possible answers to prayer by Scott Cairns. Your petitions, though they continue to bear just the one signature, have been duly recorded. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope and inadvertent entertainment value, nonetheless serve to bring your passion vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath the burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. Your intermittent concern for the sick, the suffering, the needy poor is sometimes recognizable to me, if not to them. Your angers, your zeal, your lip-smackingly righteous indignation toward the many whose habits and sympathies offend you. These must burn away before you'll apprehend how near I am, with what fervor I adore precisely these, the several who rouse your passions. Part of my vision for Take This Poem was to have it be interactive. I imagined it as a virtual bonfire poetry reading, where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. So what would that look like? Well, I'm glad you asked. You could send me a voice recording of you reading a poem to be included in a mailbag poetry reading. Commenting on the poem is welcome, but optional. Don't be shy. It's the only voice you got. What better use for it do you have than reading beautiful words out loud? Also, you could request a poem that you'd like to hear me read and ponder on the show. Or tell me what you've been thinking about these days and I could play literary matchmaker and choose a poem for you. And by the way, I am aware that I have a small but loyal following of youngsters out there and these invitations are all open to them as well. Send any of these or other ideas you have to take this poem podcast at gmail.com and join me in sharing good poems with this little community. I hope to hear from you soon.